everybody, this is Grant from State of the Spark, and I've got a show for you today. We're going to cover this one secret from Olympians that you can do today to get a much better outcome in your life. We're going to be covering this very quickly, but before that, you know what we're going to do. We're going to be covering other news. Let them throw cake at the Mona Lisa. What are we doing about Earth? We're also going to cover NASA's hell dive. What's going on in the TradFi, traditional markets? What's going on in DeFi? The decentralized markets, and of course, last but not least, you know we're going to start with a morning cup of gratitude. What are you grateful for this morning? Let's talk about it in today's show of The Spark Show. <clears throat> this morning, tell me what you are grateful for in the comments. I'm going to share what I'm grateful for. I really recommend you start your week, start your life, your brand new life. Start your week, start your day off with gratitude. Let me tell you what I'm grateful for this morning. I am grateful that my wife and I can have the tough talks. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of pent-up behavior in all kinds of relationships out there because people aren't comfortable having having a, a safe place to have the tough talks. My wife and I, we just it's marriage, right? It's partnership. You got to have the tough talks. So I'm grateful this morning that my wife and I can talk about these things and still wake up and say, boom, we're still partnering. We still hug. We still love. We got to talk about tough things, though. We were watching the show Succession, and one of the things I have to compliment the characters who are absolutely despicable characters, the thing I have to compliment them on is that they're able to talk about the tough things, or at least they bring them up. <laughs> so I'm grateful for tough talks. I'm also grateful for a restful weekend. Grateful for a little bit of CBD. Let's be real. I had some of that on Sunday evening, and it was fantastic. I'm grateful for my renewed workouts. I got up Saturday. We didn't work out yesterday, I don't think. Uh, actually, we did. We worked out midday yesterday. That was great, and then we worked out this morning. So I'm grateful for all of these little things that contribute to a healthier, more robust life. What about you? Lisa Welsh says, grateful for warm showers. Lisa Welsh probably catching this morning's showers. There was a little bit of showers here in Lakeland, Florida. We got a ton of humidity in the air. And before it superheats, we have this whole awesome season of warm showers. And of course, for her greens, she's loving these warm showers. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for my interviews last week. I had a phenomenal interview with uh, Larry Becker of Great on Camera. His episode is going to be coming out maybe later this week. I had a killer interview with Nicole Bradham. Nicole, if I'm mispronouncing your last name, please forgive me. Uh, but we had a fantastic talk about influencer marketing. You're going to love both of those shows, How to Be Great on Video Camera. A lot of you have been avoiding getting on camera. And Larry covers a lot of really good tips. And then some of you have been curious about, can influencer marketing help even your small business? Yes, Lisa, you too. Lisa Welsh, your business too, for uh, for a fraction of the cost of traditional ad marketing, can get influencers, especially local influencers, to talk your stuff up. Killer, killer interviews that we're going to be releasing hopefully this week. We'll see if we can get there. That's what I'm grateful for. What are you grateful for? If you cannot express gratitude, you're emotionally constipated and you're giving more credence to your fears, worries, and concerns than what you actually, the outcome you want in your life. Pick that out. Drop it in the comments. Tell us what you're grateful for. Grant, I feel like I'm faking when I talk about this and I've got all these frustrations. Great. That means you're conflicting and creating positive cognitive dissonance. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. I'm also grateful for our financial freedom community. 
our community that's becoming kind of the seed of our small business community, both in Discord and the Goals and Gratitude group in Facebook. I'm loving that. So if you need support from that regard, check out the link on Discord. If you need encouragement, if you need to be around a good group or join our Facebook Goals and Gratitude group, they're kind of parallel uh, or synonymous to each other to get the support, ask the questions you need. And we're going to be doing a lot more in the coming weeks on supporting you there. Let's talk about other news. <laughs> Let's talk about NASA's hell dive. What is NASA's hell dive? NASA is doing a mission called the Deep Atmosphere Venus Investigation of Noble Gases Chemistry and Imaging. Oh, it's never enough for NASA to come up with a acronym that makes up a fun word. The Deep Atmosphere Venus Investigation in Noble Gases Chemistry and Imaging Device, otherwise known as Da Vinci. <laughs> yes, NASA has the Da Vinci mission. Actually, I believe it's called Descent Sphere is the name of the actual probe, but the mission is called Da Vinci. Uh, NASA's basically going to Venus. It has three scheduled Venus missions. It hasn't been since 19. 89. It's hoping that this mission happens in 2029, and it's going to be studying whether or not Venus had a habitable past. Now, what's the value of this? Why are we spending billions of dollars on projects like this? Well, the things we learn from Venus is that if at one point Venus was in the Goldilocks zone, if at one point Venus was habitable, in fact, they found out that Venus has is actually temperate from like 35 to 55 kilometers from the surface. It's actually quite temperate, but it accelerates quickly the closer they get to the surface to be about 880 degrees Fahrenheit, which is hotter than Mercury, the surface of Mercury. They're going to be learning as the uh, the descent sphere starts to descend. It's going to slow its descent and suck in a lot of these gases. It's going to be studying atmosphere, temperature, pressure, wind speeds, all of this, and sending that data back real time to NASA. By the time it lands, it'll take about an hour to hit the surface. Once it hits the surface, it will still only remain active for about 20 minutes. Now, they're going to, of course, try to engineer this thing that it lasts much longer. But their goal is that they get all their data in the descent itself. So that's, if you want to learn more about the HELL mission, here we go, boom. I think it's hot enough to melt lead in the air alone, if I'm not mistaken. There's the link. You've got it right there. If you want to learn more about how curious this is, if we could learn how Venus, if it was habitable, and if it changed, how it changed, if we can learn those things, then perhaps... Just perhaps we can actually predict and prevent a similar fate for Earth. That's why NASA's going there. Let's talk about the markets real quick. <laughs> in TradFi, and if you don't know yet, that's traditional finance. Thanks for watching the show. You're going to learn this, and eventually I'm just going to call it TradFi, so get used to it now. In TradFi, the Dow is up 0.81%. positive news. The S&P is up 1.07%, and the NASDAQ's up 1.42%. That's kind of strong numbers. To point to maybe the market's going to have a positive day. Here's hoping. In DeFi, Bitcoin is having a strong morning at 5.89%. It's up to 31,392, give or take. Now, over the weekend, it got back down to like 27, to, I'm sorry, 28. Uh, Ethereum is up 6.87%. That's pretty significant. Back up to $1,904 USD per Ethereum. It was down to about $1,700 over the weekend. But the real story is Cardano. Over the last week, Cardano is up 25% from 
The low 40s to right now at about 63 cents in the last 24 hours, it's up 14%. Now what goes up must come down, right? So don't buy it now just because it's going up, right? You sell as something goes up and you buy as something goes down. NFA, not financial advice, but come on. Logic people, you all have FOMO and your FOMO causes you to trade weird. Hey, it's running. I should buy. Mm, late to the party. You should be involved in dollar cost averaging so you understand how that thing moves. And once you understand how that thing moves, if you think it's going up, that's when you start taking profits. Is Bitcoin and Ethereum and Cardano in a profitable place right now? Not financial advice, but for me, I'm not going to be selling anytime soon. Remember, Cardano was all the way up to almost $4 at one point. We're in a crypto winter right now. Uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum have been all the way up. Bitcoin up to 60. Right now it's a 31. Ethereum close to four grand and it's at 1900. No, we're not in a position where we're in a bullish market again, but I am dollar cost averaging. I'm buying a little bit every week. Let's talk about people throwing cake at the Mona Lisa and how this correlates to today's lesson. Mm, 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 mm. Let them throw cake. A young man of the tender age of 36 fooled everyone when he dressed up as a person, an old lady in a wheelchair. Now the advantage here of dressing up as an old lady in a wheelchair, it's actually thoughtful. The person was not crazy, but because if you're in a wheelchair and you are a senior citizen, <laughs> Lisa Welsh says, not cake. What a waste. Yes, and the Mona Lisa, BT Dub, but yes, also not cake. What a waste. This young man got into a wheelchair, was wheeled up right to the stanchions. When you're in uh, the Louvre, where the Mona Lisa is, if you are in a wheelchair, you're allowed to come right up to the barrier. And this young man was rolled right up to the barrier, checked left, checked right, took his moment, leaped over, and with cake batter or cake-like substance, threw it at the Mona Lisa. It hit the plexiglass. Yes, it is in plexiglass. When he discovered it was in plexi, he attempted to break the glass. When that failed, he yelled out in French, I believe, think of the earth. There are people who are destroying the earth. Think about it. Artists tell you, think of the earth. That is why I did this. And of course, he was immediately arrested and escorted out. The Mona Lisa was not harmed. They closed it and they have cleaned it and they are obviously revisiting security. So what can we learn from this? First off, here's a link. Let me give you, if you want to see why some young person correlated climate change to the Mona Lisa. Now, we could easily, easily sit here and go, that's ridiculous. What 36-year-old angsty young person has done this and thought that this was going to make a difference for climate change? However, how many people like me have done a show and called it out? How many people like me have said, what is going on? Maybe this person's quote Artists will tell you to think of the earth. That's why I did this. Maybe he fancies himself an artist. And as artists do, they bring our attention to things in the weirdest of ways. What does this have to do with the Mona Lisa? Well, other than being the most famous painting on the planet, or arguably the most famous painting on the planet, it did bring to our attention whatever this person's talking about. He could have been talking about pop rocks or nerds. And this morning, I would be talking about that. So maybe, just maybe, it actually, maybe not genius, but maybe, just maybe, it actually is doing what he's talking about. Maybe this person fantasized. And I wonder, I have to ask myself, I wonder, did this event go the way this young artist, this young man, thought it would? When this person was thinking up of his Ocean's Eleven caper, did he visualize it going? 
like this. And of course, this is my lead in on the number one thing you need to learn from Olympians that you're not doing in your own life. Let's talk about Olympic fantasy to fact. Mm, 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 mm. Canadian bobsledder, bobsledder, Lyndon Rush, never knew the name before I read this article, had not yet visited Sochi. The Sochi Olympics, the Winter Olympics were coming up, and this Canadian bobsledder had never been there. However, before being there, this person had visited this place in their mind dozens, if not hundreds of times. In fact, being interviewed in the Munich airport in Germany, the person was staring, eyes wide open, deep in their mind, deep in a place of focus, eyes wide open, and they snapped out and turned to the reporter and said, I just turned curve seven, and I went through the entire run to curve 14. Now, for those who don't know, bobsledding has a series of turns, and taking those turns and how you take those turns is of the utmost importance. Billy Waggle says, gratitude. Good morning, sir. I hope you're doing fantastic. So Canadian bobsledder, Lyndon Rush, great name for a bobsledder, by the way, Lyndon Rush, was exercising the ability to use imagination in fantasy, what Olympians aren't calling fantasy, what they call mental rehearsal. But there is a fine art to mental rehearsal. This has been a fine art in Olympics. Try trace back to modern Olympics to 1969 with Billie Jean King, who did the discus throwing and won the championship discus throwing in 1969. And Billie Jean King said, it was using my imagination and fantasy that helped me achieve the championship. To become an Olympic winner, and for these people to say that mental rehearsal is the number one thing to attribute to their success, one has to look at that closer. You see, this last week, the last few weeks, I've been talking to a lot of people. You know, my interviews have been coming up, and I learned a lot from the interviews. You know, I talk to a lot of people in my day-to-day -day life, just like I talk to people in my interviews. And what I'm learning is, guess what? You're already using fantasy. You're using it against yourself. Most of you actually already are using this Olympic trait of mental rehearsal. I like the phrase fantasy to fact. We use fantasy and we make it fact in our life. And you are imagining, and I am imagining what we don't want. Now, oftentimes, we need to think about the challenges and cares of this world. Oftentimes, we need to think about the conflicts we're going to encounter. But the way we go about that is a very weak-handed, disempowering approach to mental rehearsal. We think about how frustrated we are. We think about how down we are. I know that when I get into a negative loop, I know that when I get depressed, I can point to the fact that my depression very rarely comes from an actual event that is consistently occurring, but it was from a triggering event that got me to mentally rehearse or fantasize how things are not going my way, how they will continue to not go my way, how disempowered I feel about it, and the depression sets in, and then there begins my cycle. Most of you are living in this cycle day in and day out. I'm aware of it, and I get sucked into it as well, just like anyone. But in a daily basis, most of you are living here. Maybe you're living in the mental rehearsal of mediocrity. Maybe you're living in the mental rehearsal of being dismissed or people being dismissive to you. Maybe you are in the mental rehearsal of how something is wounding you when it's really not. It's just challenging you. But you are taking it as a wound because of how you're rehearsing it. 
Now, I understand how you got there. A lot of you get to this place because there's a fact in your life that you want to change. And you think that if you mentally rehearse it and you mentally rehearse that it's wounding you, maybe it will change, but it won't. It will just crush you. Most of you have invented the wounds and the traumas you take because of mental rehearsal. Now, I'm not dismissing that something negative happened in your life. Something probably did. But as it pertains specifically to the trait of humans, which is uniquely special to humans or the highest version of mammals. We don't yet know if this happens in other creatures. We know that dolphins dream. We know that dolphins imagine. We know that certain primates imagine and dream, though we're not entirely sure how they wield this. So, so far as we know it, it is a uniquely human trait to be able to mentally rehearse something and that actually create muscle memory in the body so that we walk that thing out. But most of you aren't using it. Most of you are abusing yourselves worse than your abusers. When it comes to fantasy to fact, when it comes to mental rehearsal, and yes, we're pushing into think it, believe it, manifestation. For those who have followed me at all, I don't necessarily believe in external manifestation, but I do believe in internal manifestation lining you up for external success. I do believe in that. And I believe it comes with the self-talk. And that self-talk comes from literally the pictures we are mentally rehearsing. So I'd say if Olympians are trained, if they pay trainers to help them develop this high skill for success, can you also at least try mental rehearsal to get more success in your business, more success in your fitness, really more success in your habits? your relationships, the outcomes you want. A lot of people are dismissive of mental rehearsal. They're dismissive of internal mental tools because what they think is that we're trying to ignore problems. We being teachers of positive thinking, we're not teaching people to ignore problems. We're gonna address this now. I've got four quick steps here to encourage you to revisit fantasy to fact and mental rehearsal. This is like 101. We could actually spend time visualizing together. We could spend time meditating. There's like skilled ways to get into this. But let me tell you a few quick ways that this morning you could actually wield this Olympic tool for your benefit so that you quit traumatizing yourself more than those who have actually hurt you because the wounds you give yourself are compounded and they're worsening something that might have only happened once. It might not even be a rule but you've mentally rehearsed it. You can see this in therapy. You can see this in couples counseling. You can see this when someone uh, brain dumps on you. When they retell the story, you think that happened literally a handful of times years ago. But that mental rehearsal that they've brought and rehearsed, they've trained themselves to believe it means one thing, and it never did. In fact, if you look at some of the most effective uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, it's revisiting things and asking yourself literally from a dish past unit place, what actually happened? And then developing new mental rehearsals to re-anchor that thing because the wounds you take, you don't need to take. The heartache and the hurts that you have been compounding on yourself weigh X factors more than the people that have actually hurt you or slighted you. Lisa says, we build it up on our heads so that it's like an epic event and we don't have to. We call this building mountains out of molehills when we can actually make them molehills again.
The trick is we know how to avoid addiction, but we're not often taught how to create addiction. We should create positive addictions. We should be addicted to exercise. We should be addicted to hydrating. We should be addicted to having uh, uh, difficult conversations with our partners, our spouses, our business partners, our deep relationships. We should be addicted to doing the right activities that lead us to the outcomes we want. We're taught to kick addictions, but we're not taught to turn molehills into mountains for things we like and mountains for molehills for things we don't like, for the obstructions in our lives. Here's a few quick things I recommend you do. Number one, schedule time to fantasize. How long? Half an hour. Can you carve out a half an hour a week? That's it. When you sit like the Canadian bobsledder Lyndon Rush, can you sit in the airport? So often we sit in the airport, we download a bunch of movies and we just start watching them. So the time goes by. We got to hurry up and make sure that time goes by because God forbid we were alone with our thoughts, alone with our partners, alone with strangers around us. God forbid we engaged in a meaningful conversation or God forbid we didn't spend half an hour waiting in a line, waiting at the DMV preparing for work, mentally rehearsing what we do want. You want to be more romantic in your relationship with your partner. God forbid, even if they offended you, God forbid you sit down and fantasize having a romantic, sexy dialogue with them over breakfast. God forbid we fantasize them flirting with us and us flirting with them again. God forbid we imagined that thing. God forbid we imagined and fantasized our business conversations for the day and mentally rehearsed those things going well. Billy Weigel hopped on earlier. God forbid he actually take 30 minutes out of his entire week to fantasize all of his real estate deals going smoothly. God forbid we imagine ourselves having an abundant conversation with someone in line at the post office and actually talk with them. God forbid that challenge we gave ourselves goes well. God forbid we visualize our employees doing their jobs extraordinarily well this week and new sales coming in and us responding to those things. God forbid we schedule time, 30 minutes this week, to actually fantasize that our projects move forward, that our relationships move forward, that challenges happen, but we tackle those together. And we look at each other and we have an eye contact moment where we chuckle and think we're going to dominate this thing. God forbid we fantasized those moments mentally rehearsed ahead of time and built the muscle memory, which is all we're doing when we fantasize. We're building the muscle memory so that when the moment actually occurs, the moment of challenge actually occurs, the moment uh, of talking to a stranger actually occurs, we remember from muscle memory what we rehearsed mentally. God forbid you schedule 30 minutes out of your week to do that. Step one, schedule 30 minutes this week. Put it on the calendar and say, I'm going, what is this? It is me fantasizing. Things going the way I want them to. Things going, me getting rid of having difficult conversations and them turning out okay. Things that we needed to turn around in our lives, looking at our finances, the things we've been procrastinating. You can imagine all of this because your brain is an accelerator. Once you get into your imagination place, you can actually accelerate these like a lab. Number two, once you come out of that, fantasy, write it out in your journal. Open up a Google Doc, put it in a folder called journal, and literally type it up. Get a, a piece of paper and write out how this thing goes. This is reinforcing. This is neurographology. It's reinforcing the thing you fantasized onto paper.
You're getting kind of into teaching mode. They say the, th the way to anchor something into yourself is not only to absorb it, but to then try to teach it. When you put something down on paper and describe it or type it out or journal it, this is neurographology. So number one, schedule time for it. Number two, write it out in extreme detail. How, how does the room smell? What are you wearing? How do your clothes feel? The more detail, when you fantasize, the more detail you can get into, the more that you're anchoring that muscle memory. Canadian bobsledder, uh, uh, Lyndon Rush, imagine the turn and the temperature and the breeze on their face. They imagine the, the chafing of their clothes and the angle and the gravity, the very gravity pulling against them as they get into bobsledding motion. We used to do this with surfing. Can we fantasize how that surf would go? That's why we would watch surf videos or skate videos to get this mental rehearsal into our muscle memory. Can you do this for your fitness and health? Imagine feeling good on the treadmill. Yes, it's difficult, but you push through. Yes, the lactose in your body is hurting, but you push through and you stretch. Can you imagine this and mentally rehearse this, fitness and health? Imagine what it feels like to drink that water and how refreshing it is and go drink that water. Imagine how good it feels to say no to that extra helping and walk away not feeling so heavy, not feeling so full. Can you get that mental rehearsal going in and write it down in extreme detail? Can you do that for your healthy, happy relationships? Can you do that for work that matters? Imagining the challenges, but also imagining you overcoming them, writing them out in extreme detail. Number one, schedule time. Number two, write it out in detail. Number three, um, fantasize or imagine or mentally rehearse having the end goal. If it's that new job, imagine that new job going so well and you enjoying it and you enjoying the paycheck that comes in. If it's that new line of business, imagine that the line of business is already published and done and out there. You have to start with the end in mind. Imagine the victory at the end and people are learning from that tool you gave them and they're gaining a benefit in their life from you releasing it. Imagine that website done. Imagine that new sale having been done. Imagine that new employee being hired and just everyone is feeling lighthearted and laughing and getting along and it's providing abundance. Imagine that. It's number three. Schedule time. Number two, write it out in extreme detail. Number three, imagine the end in mind of how well it feels for it to go along and then back it up. You have to imagine the work and the challenges. You have to fantasize about how difficult it will be. You have to fantasize that, oh, this challenge comes up. But as soon as it does, I look over to my spouse or my partner and I give her a wink and we laugh about it because we're going to tackle this thing together. Imagine that challenge coming up and we're dealing with a little struggle and we take each other's hand. And we look at one another and say, hey, we're going to get through this. Imagine that challenge at work. And you imagine saying you call your employee and, and they say, hey, man, this client is being a narnar because of this, this, and this. And we go, okay, we're going to do this thing together. And then imagine the hours that you're putting in and overcoming that challenge. And imagine you feeling energized by that, not drained. Imagine yourself feeling great that you're doing the right thing. You're doing the responsible thing. You're operating on your integrity. You're operating on your values. And imagine how ah, this is difficult, but I'm going to get one more cup of coffee or one more cup of water, or one more cup of tea. And then I'm going to sit down and focus for the next hour and do what it takes. If you're Lisa Welsh and putting your hands in the dirt and like, hey, man, I don't have a person to help me with this plant. Okay, I got to do what it takes. Fantasize it first. Imagine the work. Plan the work and then work the plan. Plan the work going well. Don't just plan what has to be done. Plan what being done well looks like plan for it to go well plan for all oh, that one irrigation thing busted no problem i'm gonna go fix it imagine yourself reacting well 
imagine yourself reacting lovingly. Imagine yourself reacting in kindness to the world. Imagine yourself saying, no problem. Imagine yourself, oh my gosh, this is always so difficult. Instead, imagine yourself going, oh man, I overcome every challenge. I'm not asking you to use mental rehearsal to pretend things don't go wrong. I'm asking you to use mental rehearsal to imagine it making you better. Imagine making your partnerships better. Imagine you making your relationships and your integrity and your resilience better. That is the point of mental rehearsal. Number one, schedule it. Number two, write out your dreams in extreme detail. Number three, fantasize with the end in mind of all the victory and the exhaustion and the achy body from the fitness and health, but the revived body from the water and the relationships that are exhausted, but loving and kind and the work that's behind you and it's, you got something you're proud of growing in Lisa's case or in Billy's case, profiting in his case or in my case with eBooks, educating. It's accomplishing the outcome. Imagine that and then imagine the work and imagine enjoying the work and overcoming the challenges and those things making you better welcoming the challenge. Marissa's planning a Tacoma, Washington hike with girls, and she is spending time on the trail. We're spending time discussing and fantasizing that trip going well and us enjoying ourselves, not dreading how it could go wrong, but loving how it could go right, loving how it could make us stronger. That's what these challenges are supposed to do. That's what these trips are supposed to do. That's what this business is supposed to do. That's what every aspect of our life is supposed to do. It's supposed to make us evolve into intelligent design. A lot of people ask, is there intelligent design behind humans? We don't really know, but what we can say is there's intelligent design going forward because at minimum, you're involved, you're intelligent, and you design what's coming. We become, hear this phrase, and I want you to repeat after me, we become what we think about most of the time. Lisa Welsh says this. True, and yet we do overcome every obstacle. Sometimes we lack grace, but obstacles are temporary. Excellent. And all I encourage with people today is using an Olympic trait, mental rehearsal, to envision yourself overcoming obstacles with grace. The bobsledder doesn't imagine that there's no turns. The bobsledder imagines that they take those curves well. Lisa Welch growing greens. She doesn't imagine that greens suddenly appear in a bag. She imagines that she puts those greens in a bag with grace. I don't imagine spark sights. I suddenly wake up tomorrow and there's 250 clients and they're all happy. I imagine that we get there with grace and positivity and kindness and love. I envision who I am in the process. I envision that I apply skill and intelligence, and wisdom. Every step that I am reminded to, this is the mental rehearsal so that we catch moments as they occur, so that we catch the curves as they come to us in real life. Mental rehearsal is not erasing the curves. Mental rehearsal is envisioning you take them well, if that makes sense. I pray for this for your week today. I envision this for your week today. The challenges happen and you take those curves well. Number one, take time. Schedule 30 minutes this week. Right now, open up Google Calendar and say, I'm going to do this. Schedule 30 minutes this week. 
that you're just going to fantasize, mentally rehearse things going your way. Number two, write out in extreme detail the positive outcome and how you are as you're overcoming the challenges of the week. The, the, the highest self, not a challenge-free life, but your highest self and how you elevate and how you take challenges and make them your leverage to take the next level. You take challenges and use them to leap. You take the curves like the Canadian bobsledder, and you don't just take them. You take them at just the right angle that the curve itself slingshots you. You don't just take the curve and endure it. You take the curve to let it slingshot you. You write that out in extreme detail. Number three, fantasize having the end goal, the gold medal at the end, the finished work, the positive relationship, the successful trip. And number four, fantasize the work and you dealing with that with grace. Listen, why are we talking about this? I talk about this because there's people out there who need your greatest way. If you want more conversations like this, join us in the Facebook Goals and Gratitude group. Join us in the free Discord where we're talking about financial freedom, mental freedom, location freedom, freedom from your lowest self. Freedom from your lowest self. That's why we're talking about this today. But no matter what we're talking about today, I want you to remember the mission, igniting lives of explosive significance, starting with your own. Have a great day.